Thank you for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. shares a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. With each passing administration, it seems we hear more and more about a peace plan between Israel and the Palestinians. For many of us, our natural reaction is to perk up our end times ears in anticipation of the Antichrist. However, as Pastor J.D. will remind you in today's prophecy update, we as believers look forward to the coming of the Christ, which will gather his own before the tribulation. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's prophecy update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly prophecy update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's prophecy update as shared on September 8, 2019. All right, let's get to our prophecy update. I want to talk about how it seems that everything that's happening is coming to a head in the coming days ahead. A little bit different than what we typically do. We look at the events that have of prophetic significance that have taken place, and we try to connect the prophetic dots, as it were. But today I kind of want to look ahead, and the reason is that the volatility in the West Bank, Gaza, Lebanon, my birthplace, and Syria, where Iran is ready, at the ready, to attack and invade Israel, is the likes of which we have never seen before, the volatility. Add to this volatility the upcoming elections in Israel, which as of today are only nine days away. They'll take place on the 17th. Add to that the long-anticipated and long-delayed unveiling of President Trump's peace plan, and you have the makings of what I'll call the perfect prophetic storm that's coming. On Tuesday, The Times of Israel quoted Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu as saying that the Trump peace plan will be released, quote, immediately after the elections. Now, he said this at a political event to supporters, and in so doing, he asked this question. Interesting. 
Who do you want to be dealing with talks over the deal of the century of President Trump, which will be coming in just a bit? In other words, you have to reelect me because Trump and I are really good friends. So is his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, and I. And if you want somebody else dealing with President Trump, I don't, I don't think so. Well, that was Tuesday. On Thursday, Fox News reported on President Trump's announcement of the sudden departure of Middle East envoy Jason Greenblatt, one of the architects of Trump's peace plan alongside Jared Kushner. This is interesting. What's even more interesting is that Greenblatt's role is expected to be assumed by an aide and very close friend of Jared Kushner by the name of Avi Berkowitz, who is 30 years old. Very good friends with Kushner is going to replace Greenblatt. Now, as you might imagine, the timing of both Greenblatt's departure and Kushner's choice for his replacement have been the topic of much in the way of speculation as to not only why, but also why now? Now one report I read stated that Greenblatt would stay on until the unveiling of the plan. There are conflicting reports. According to the Times of Israel, Greenblatt, an Orthodox Jew, has been at the center of the long-awaited peace plan. Now, he cites personal reasons for his departure, namely that of wanting to spend time with his family, his wife, and six children. However, there are those who suggest that there's more to it than that, namely the lack of confidence in the peace plan itself being met with success. Very interesting. Enter this Jerusalem Post op-ed piece, which to me is very telling for a number of reasons, not the least of which is the pronounced role of Jared Kushner. So much so, they don't even refer to it as the Trump plan, it's the Kushner plan. Dare I say that he is the man with the plan? Jared Kushner, the man behind the scenes? This op-ed piece is titled, Kushner's Plan is Worth Trying. In it, the writer suggests that Netanyahu is likely to be re-elected. However, and the writer of this piece is certainly not pro-Netanyahu, <laughs> he says he believes Netanyahu's biggest blind spot remains the issue 
of the Palestinian issue on which he takes little to no action. As such, he concluded that Kushner's plan is worth trying, and he added that, and I quote, no one else is making a serious effort to better the lives of Palestinians, and Netanyahu should get on board before he misses an historic opportunity. Might I add, a prophetic opportunity? Oh, what are you saying, Pastor, that this Kushner, now called, so-called peace plan, is the peace plan that's prophesied in Daniel 9.27? I, I don't know. Could be. Are you saying that Jared Kushner is the Antichrist? I mean, after all, I don't know if you know this or not, I, we get comments on our YouTube channel all the time. Jared Kushner's office building is at 666. That's the address. No, it is. It's actually the, yeah. Okay, I lost half of you. You're going to go home this afternoon. You're going to do a search on the address. That's what it is. Surely he must be the Antichrist. (laughs) I know this might be the default, the go-to, when pressed in concerning who the Antichrist is. But I'm not looking for the Antichrist, I'm looking for Jesus Christ. See, I am convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt, I truly believe with all of my heart that the church has to be removed before the Antichrist can be revealed. And I base that on 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Okay. Here's where I'm going with this. In the days and weeks ahead, everything as we know it can change in an instant. And if you think about it, it almost has to. Wouldn't it stand to reason that when all of this goes down, that it would have to happen suddenly? What do you mean? Well, you've heard that old adage about striking while the iron is hot. I am personally of the belief that the prophetic iron, if you will, is hotter than it has ever been, and it's just a matter of time before the prophetic strike, if you will. Are you like making predictions, Pastor? Absolutely not. Are you saying that the rapture is going to happen in the next the days and weeks ahead? I'm not saying that. I mean, I mean, thank you for that response. I was starting to wonder. It could. 
It certainly could. I'm always reminded of what Jesus said, and it's stunning, really, if you think about it. He said, Behold, I come at an hour you expect not. What? (laughs) Wait, wait, what? In other words, as if to say, if you, well, you've heard it said this way, when you least expect it, expect it. Can I take that further? Of course I can. And I will. Let's just, for purpose of discussion, ask this question. How many of us truly expect that Jesus could come back and the rapture of the church could happen this afternoon at the hour of 2 p.m.? Oh, good. Thank you, Joyce. God bless you, Joyce. (laughs) Anybody else? I mean, let's, come on, every hand should go up. Both my hands go up. The reason I say it that way is because that's what Jesus was saying. I mean, when I come, it's going to be as a thief in the night, at an hour you expect not. None of us expect to have a thief send us a text and say, hey, I'm going to break in at 2 a.m. Is that a good time for you? Because that's, be expecting me. I know that's kind of silly, but that's what Jesus is saying. Now, I need to, also in concert with that, say this. Yes, the rapture can happen at any time. There's nothing that has to happen prophetically. Nothing needs to be fulfilled. Nothing has to happen prior to the rapture. The rapture can happen at any time. However, as a watchman on the wall, I would be grossly remiss were I not to sound the alarm that things could get much worse prior. And lest that strike fear in your heart, let me hasten to say that the worse things get here, the more we long to be with the Lord in the air. Listen to what Paul wrote to Timothy in his second epistle, chapter 4. He says, verse 6, For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And, listen, not only to me, but also to all who have longed for His appearing. I know in my own life, that pain and suffering, difficulty and trials and hardship and adversity 
has this much needed effect of loosening my grip on this world and the things of this world and causing me to long for that trumpet to sound. Isn't it true that when things are going well, the Lord's return is not longed for as it would were things not going so well? Well, I'll take it a step further and suggest that this is actually one of the main reasons, I believe, that born-again Christians aren't excited about the rapture. Let me explain. Their roots are down too deep in the temporal soil of this world, which is passing away. Their treasures are on earth, and Jesus said where your treasures are, well, that's where your heart's going to be. It's the only explanation I can come up with. I'm just being very candid with you, because it's always puzzled me how it is possible that as a Christian, you, you, you wouldn't just long for the rapture, long for the return of the Lord, long for the trumpet sound when the dead in Christ rise first, and we who are alive and remain are caught up. I, Lord, come quickly. I, I just, it's, it's, I, I just grasped at reasons why it would be that a Christian would, instead of saying, Lord, come quickly, Lord, no hurry. I think of that parable at the end of Matthew 24, when Jesus contrasts, compares these two servants. And he says to them, uh, I'm leaving, I'm putting you in charge, and I'm coming back. You just don't know when I'm coming back. So get to work. The one servant who was the good and faithful servant was found doing that which his master had commanded him to do. Why? Because, hey, he can come at any time. The other servant, oh, he's like, party on. He starts throwing parties, big feasts, everybody's drinking, partying, having a great time. Why? Because my master delays his coming. He's not coming for a long time. We got plenty time. And so when the master comes, <laughs> oh, is he caught off guard? I wonder, I wonder, maybe we would do well to allow the Holy Spirit to search our hearts concerning this. Is our grip too tight? And it could be a good thing, a godly thing, but am I holding on too tightly to it? Is the Lord wanting me to loosen my grip? I was thinking about this, and maybe I need to 
share this. Whenever it, it keeps coming back, I take it as the Holy Spirit saying, yeah, I want you to share this. You know the, the boy who cried wolf, right? A lot of prophecy guys get labeled, oh, they're, you know, you're crying wolf, you're crying wolf. And, you know, you've been crying wolf for 16 years telling us that the Lord could come at any time. Well, there's one thing about that wolf story, by the way. The wolf did come. Right? So what are you saying? Well, here's what I'm saying. <laughs> I would rather stand up here every Sunday, as is my privilege to do, and say to you, He's coming, He's coming, He's coming. And not have Him come as soon as we had hoped, than to stand behind this pulpit and not say, He's coming, He's coming, He's coming, only to have Him come sooner than we expected. As I see what's on the horizon, I have to say, He's coming. And it's sooner than we think. And this is why we do this every week. This is why we have these prophecy updates. I, I continue to get comments and emails. Please, pastor, don't ever stop doing these prophecy updates. And I think to myself, I have no intention of stopping. And even if I wanted to, like, you think the Lord's going to let me get away with that? Ask Jonah about how that worked out for him. <laughs> this, is, this is what God has called me to do. He's also commanded me to preach the gospel, the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. The gospel is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. The apostle Paul is writing in verses 1 through 4, and he says, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you received, and in which you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast the word which I preach to you, unless you believed in vain. Don't let that crash your hard drive. I used to use the metaphor, jam your gears, but that's way outdated now. The reason I say don't let that crash your hard drive is because of Hebrews 4.2, which we talked about I think last week or a couple of weeks ago. There has to be a mixing of the hearing of the Word with faith in order for there to be salvation. We are saved by grace through faith. There has to be an interaction, a transaction, if you will. Are you ready? If not, you need to be ready, because our redemption draws nigh. This is what Jesus said about seeing these prophecies begin to come to pass in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. This verse speaks directly to the heart of the prophecy update that Pastor J.D. shares each Friday and Saturday 
here on In Spirit and Truth. The goal for each prophecy update is twofold. First, to equip you with information you need to live in these exciting last days. Second, to encourage you in your faith in the creator of the universe. Every word in the Holy Bible is 100% true. We're seeing that fact being proven each and every day. We pray that you have been both blessed and challenged by today's prophecy update. And we do hope you join us again for tomorrow's conclusion to this prophecy update from Pastor J.D. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's broadcast, you can become a Facebook friend with us by logging on to www.inspiritandtruthradio.com. We've provided a link to our Facebook page. Another great option to stay current with Pastor J.D.'s prophecy updates is to subscribe to the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update YouTube channel. The Prophecy Update YouTube channel has all the current updates that Pastor J.D. has shared as well as an archive of past updates. Again, log on to inspiritandtruthradio.com and follow the link to the Prophecy Update YouTube channel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us tomorrow as Pastor J.D. concludes this Prophecy Update. That's next time on In Spirit and Truth.